Faith, Hope and Love, episode 321, the 24th Sunday of Ordinary Time, Year B. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns, said our Lord when he was rebuking Peter. This weekend in the Gospel, our Lord reminds us that following him is not about self-interest, but about denying ourselves, taking up our cross and following him. And also in the other readings, we're told that our faith must show itself in action and flow out into generous good works. We're being called to follow Jesus in his ways of service, sacrifice and compassion. No wonder the three theological virtues are so important and go together so well. Faith leads to hope, hope leads to love, and that shows itself in practical action. This is Faith, Hope and Love. Give peace, O Lord, to those who wait for you, that your prophets be found true. Hear the prayers of your servant and of your people Israel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. How are you all today? Welcome as we gather to offer praise, prayers and intercession to our loving and merciful God. As we prepare to celebrate the Paschal Mystery, let's admit our failings and ask the Lord for pardon and strength. Lord Jesus, you came to reconcile us to the Father and to one another. Lord, have mercy. You heal the wounds of our sin and division. Christ, have mercy. You intercede for us with the Father. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us. Forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God.
Let us pray that we will have a heart for service of our God. Look upon us, O God, creator and ruler of all things, and that we may feel the working of your mercy. Grant that we may serve you with all our heart. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious. I did not turn backward. I gave my back to those who struck me, and my cheeks to those who pulled out the beard. I did not hide my face from insult and spitting. The Lord God helps me. Therefore, I have not been disgraced. Therefore I have set my face like flint, and I know that I shall not be put to shame. He who vindicates me is near. Who will contend with me? Let us stand up together. Who are my adversaries? Let them confront me. It is the Lord God who helps me. Who will declare me guilty? The Word of the Lord I will walk in the presence of the Lord, in the land of the living. I love the Lord, for he has heard the cry of my appeal, for he turned his ear to me, in that day when I called him, they surrounded me, the snares of death, with the anguish of the tomb. They caught me, sorrow and distress. I called on the Lord's name, O God, my God, deliver me. How gracious is the Lord and just, how God has compassion. The Lord protects the simple hearts. I was helpless, so he saved me. He has kept my soul from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling. I will walk in the presence of the Lord, in the land of the living. I will walk in the presence of the Lord, in the land of the living. A reading from the letter of St. James. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but do not have works? Can faith save you? If a brother or a sister is without clothing and lacks daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, keep warm and eat your fill, and yet you do not supply their bodily needs. What is the good of that? So faith by itself, 
if it has no works, is dead. But someone will say, You have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works, and I by my works will show you my faith. The Word of the Lord. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. My only glory is the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, which crucifies the world to me and me to the world. Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus went on with his disciples to the villages of Caesarea Philippi, and on the way he asked his disciples, Who do people say that I am? And they answered him, John the Baptist, and others Elijah, and still others one of the prophets. Jesus asked them, But who do you say that I am? Peter answered him, You are the Christ. And he sternly ordered them not to tell anyone about him. Then he began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests and the scribes, and be killed and after three days rise again. He said this all quite openly. And Peter took Jesus aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are thinking not as God does, but as humans do. Jesus called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, Whoever wants to become my follower, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, and whoever loses their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. The Gospel of the Lord A dramatic series of events in today's Gospel has Jesus firmly saying to Peter, You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Jesus wants to make it clear to all who are following him, his disciples back then and us today, I am not the one who's making false promises of success. It's the liars and the false prophets who are promising worldly success and trophies like that of wealth, money, gold, earthly kingship, success, health and happiness in this life. I'm not offering this to you. I'm offering you the way of the cross, the path of suffering, the path of self-forgetting love and service, even to the point of giving one's own life. He's saying to us, be under no misapprehension about what following Christ means. But it's also about trust that this path will lead to victory and the stamp of approval from God the Father, and it's truly the way of everlasting life. Peter had rightly worked out 
who Jesus is. When Jesus asks, it's Peter, inspired by God, who says, you are the Christ, the Messiah, God's chosen king. But the reason Jesus then silences him as soon as he says this truth, and then shortly goes further when Jesus even rebukes Peter, when he misunderstands what the next steps in Christ's mission need to be. Jesus now has set about carefully teaching them, actually even unteaching them, re-educating them into the right understanding of what God's Messiah actually means. It's not an earthly king, as they expected. It's not a revolutionary who will bring war and retribution upon the Romans. It's not one who's offering earthly success, in the eyes of this world anyway. And this goes against the common expectations and understandings of the time, and even of the apostles. It's going to be a hard road to get those mistaken concepts out of their heads. And our Lord is wise and understanding. He knows that many will ask, well, who would want to follow someone who only promises the cross, suffering, failure, death? But it is only those who believe and trust in him who can trust that this path is the path of truth. This is the path of fullness of life. Only those people who trust and have faith in him are capable of making that giant but necessary leap of faith. Jesus calls all of us to follow him and not to try and lead him as St. Peter tried to. Jesus quickly sets him straight when Peter tries to tell Jesus what the Messiah should be doing. He very quickly says, get behind me, not in front of me. Follow me. Don't try to lead me. And just as importantly, Jesus shows us the priorities and values of God's anointed one. He healed the sick. He forgave sinners. He welcomed outcasts. He looked for the lost. He invited all people to be part of God's kingdom. This was truly a reordering of values and priorities according to God's ways. And it was bound to cause a lot of anger and hatred and opposition from those who were very comfortable with the way things were, because those people were benefiting from the present status quo, at the expense of a lot of others who were trapped in terrible situations and unable to get out of them. And the ones who were doing just fine, thanks, didn't really care if others weren't doing very well at all. Jesus knew that those who were benefiting from the present way things were would, would oppose him and would try to kill him and would succeed. And then, only then, would God's victory over the whole world and all evil be revealed in its fullness. Because you can't bury God's plans and priorities. You cannot silence God's anointed one. No matter what one does, it will not work. Jesus had to crucify all the opposing powers by taking the poisonous fruits of their values and actions and defeating them on the cross, showing them to be hollow. The messiahship of Jesus is one of service, of suffering love, of self-giving love. There will be no triumph apart from the cross. To be a disciple is to walk the same path of service, suffering and self-giving love. Jesus wasn't desiring to suffer. He wasn't demanding the cross for its own sake. There's nothing in itself good about suffering. He wasn't welcoming difficulty in this life any more than he would wish us to suffer. And in fact, he went about healing people, assisting them. But he was always faithful to the truth of the gospel's values. And that meant burdens and suffering. 
Jesus knew that each person has their own cross to bear. For each of us, there are some things that cannot be avoided. And if we tried to avoid them, we'd lose the things that mattered most. So we're invited to live with these crosses in ways that are loving, giving, hope-filled, and which show grace and gentleness throughout. Allowing God to transform the crosses into means of life and love. To try and evade every cross in our life is to live dishonestly. I know that's a hard concept to pin down and we're constantly reflecting on the meaning of it, but naturally we're meant to do everything we can to heal, to help reduce others' suffering and burdens. That truth continues to be absolutely true. But there are some burdens that if we tried to avoid them completely, it would mean selling out on the very values that matter most. Or it would mean not really living fully, not being prepared to pay a price for standing up for justice, for being determined to forgive no matter what the cost, by being able to support people with practical care, even in the face of opposition from people who didn't want that practical care because it was taking away from their benefits. And for all of us, eventually, there'll be one or two definitive crosses that each of us cannot escape, no matter how hard we try, at different times and in different ways, not of our choosing. Christ wants to be there with us and show us the way through them to lasting victory and eternal life. Ultimately, the teaching of Jesus about the cross is actually a lesson in hope. Jesus gives us the best message we could hope to know, no matter what happens in this life, whether it's good things or whether terrible things happen. And there can be both at times. Even if everything goes pear-shaped and doesn't seem to be ending well, our Lord is asking us to put our trust in him, that the difficult journeys that we're called to take through life will eventually be greeted with resurrection and eternal life in Christ, who is faithful to us through everything and will be there with us right through to the end and beyond. And that gives us all the strength we need to endure whatever comes, following the example of Jesus, who goes ahead of us through it all. The Apostles' Creed I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ his only Son our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. The disciples were called to renounce their selfishness and to follow the Lord's way and not necessarily their own. We pray that our minds and spirits will be open to God's ways. that all baptised people may have the faith to recognise Jesus as the Christ and respond to his call.
Let us pray to the Lord. That our world leaders will not abuse the power entrusted to them, but shape a society that is just and compassionate. Let us pray to the Lord. That our local church may practice our faith through our good deeds. Let us pray to the Lord. That the judicial system may promote the dignity of all human life and serve justice and truth. Let us pray to the Lord. That those who have died may find life in the eternal kingdom especially those for whom we now pray. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord God, exhorted by your word and the example of your Son, you have shown that life's meaning is not found only in ourselves. May these prayers bring us closer to you and to each other. Grant this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. With humble and contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, O Lord, and may our sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. Wash me, O Lord, from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at our hands for the praise and glory of his name for our good and the good of all his holy church. Look with favour on our supplications, O Lord, and in your kindness accept these, your servants' offerings, that what each has offered to the honour of your name may serve the salvation of all. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Preface 6 of Sundays in Ordinary Time The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts.
Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For in you we live and move and have our being. And while in this body, we not only experience the daily effects of your care, but even now possess the pledge of life eternal. For having received the first fruits of the Spirit, through whom you raised up Jesus from the dead, we hope for an everlasting share in the Paschal mystery. And so with all the angels we praise you, as in joyful celebration we acclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread, and, giving thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith Save us, Saviour of the world, for by your cross and resurrection you have set us free. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray, that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, and Mark, our Bishop, and his assistant, Ken, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life 
and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. Amen. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. May the mingling of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bring eternal life to us who receive it. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. May the receiving of your body and blood, Lord Jesus Christ, not bring me to judgment and condemnation, but through your loving mercy, be for me protection in mind and body and a healing remedy. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. May the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Amen. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Amen. How precious is your mercy, O God! The children of men seek shelter in the shadow of your wings. A prayer for spiritual communion in union with all who are unable to physically receive communion at this time. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the blessed sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already here, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen.
the body of Christ. Amen. The blood of Christ. Amen. Let us pause for a time of quiet post-communion prayer and reflection.
What has passed our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart, that what has been given to us in time may be our healing for eternity. Let us pray. May the working of this heavenly gift, O Lord, we pray, take possession of our minds and bodies, so that its effects, and not our own desires, may always prevail in us. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Bless you all, and may God's grace guide you each and every day of this coming week. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go and announce the Gospel of the Lord. Faith, Hope and Love, Christian Worship and Reflection, led by Rev. Paul Kelly. Prayers and Chants, the Roman Missal, 3rd edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English and the Liturgy. Scriptures, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009, the NCC USA. Psalms, 1963 and 2009, The Grail, Collins Publishers. Prayers of the Faithful, Together We Pray, by Robert Borg, E.J. Dwyer Publishers, 1993, Sydney, Australia. Sung Mass in Honour of St. Ralph Sherwin, by Jeffrey M. Ostrovsky, The Gloria, copyright 2011, ccwatershed.org. Faith, Hope and Love theme hymn in memory of William John Kelly, inspired by 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13. Music by Paul W. Kelly, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stefan Kelk, 2019. Quiet Time Instrumental Reflection Music, written by Paul W. Kelly, 1988-2007, and this arrangement, Stephen Kelp, 2020. Today I Arise, Patricia J. Kelly, original words and music by Paul W. Kelly, inspired by St. Patrick's Prayer, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stephen Kelp, 2019. Production by KER 2021. May God bless and keep you. Today I arise with love from on the name of the three in one. Today I arise through 